Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, ladies and gentlemen, BET and Tyler Perry have teamed up to bring us a brand new soap opera called The Oval. And I don't think they are going to leave us sleeping and waiting for any drama, baby. The drama is real, and I've got it for you next. The review is up. Tune in. I'm Maria What's up, everybody? You hear that music, you know what it is. It is time for another After Buzz TV review. I'm your girl, Carmen, and I'm going to be holding it down today for the Oval Review. I hope you guys are ready because, boy, I don't think... I don't think drama is a strong enough word for this series. What's up, everybody? I'm Carmen. I'm holding it down for the Oval today. Next week, I will be joined by my co-host, Tyra. But for today, I'm going to see how good I can do holding this thing down for myself. Now, I got a chance to catch up on episodes one and two. I know today we watched episode two. It's called Unforgettable. And I think that's a great uh, way to look at this storyline so far because... Some of the things that I'm witnessing and I'm seeing are um, definitely early on traumatic. Um, My overall thoughts uh, is that this is not going to be a boring season at all, a boring series at all. Now, we know this is a soap opera, so the drama is going to be heightened the dramatics, the, the the twists and turns are going to be intense. And Tyler Perry, in good old Tyler Perry fashion, is not letting us down with the good old family toxicity, the sexy dramas, and all this twisted craziness that we're going to have to experience following this story. So I would like to get right into it. Um, my overall thoughts of the episode was that it was a very good episode. One and two were both very good episodes. Um... It started off racy. I have to admit that I was not expecting the first scene to be as dramatic as it was. But we are introduced to the first lady and the president, Mr. and Mrs. Franklin. Victoria is in the mirror and she is adorning herself, getting herself ready. And her husband approaches her. Now, in this moment... I thought that it was going to be endearing because he comes behind her. And me as a woman, I love when I'm getting ready and my guy walks behind me and gives me a kiss on the cheek or says, baby, you're looking nice. And that's kind of what I was expecting. But good old Tyler Perry fashion, baby, there was a twist off the bat. She has this look of disdain on her face right away. And she's disgusted with her husband, the president. He's a first lady disgusted, you know, with her man, who is the president of the United States. And they are about to be inaugurated into the White House and into the Oval Office. And you would think that this is a joyous occasion. But no, obviously, there's some nasty drama going on because 
he is greeted with this aggression from her. Now, when I first saw the look on her face, I didn't know if it was something he had done to her. I assumed that he had done something to her. But when she leaned back and Hawk spit in that man's face, I was like, what are we witnessing here? Um, a nasty fight ensues. He hits her back. They fall on the bed. I'm like, is he about to rape his wife? I don't know what's going on. But obviously, this is some toxicity that these two are used to. You can tell by the way she gets up. There's a knock at the door by someone at the staff. She gets up and she's like, I'm going to need hair and makeup. He gets up like, yeah, I'm going to need assistance from such and such. And I'm like... These people are very, very used to toxicity. So obviously, the first lady and the president have some things going on behind closed doors that not too many people know about. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know, but it seems as if they really hate each other. You guys let me know what you think, but, um, you know, moving right along, I didn't really know who the problem was. Um, I didn't know if it was that... The husband was abusive and the wife was just tired of it or that the wife was just mean and narcissistic and the husband now feeds into it. But we are soon introduced to her daughter and her son. Now, I didn't catch the son's name, but I do know that the daughter's name is Gail. When Mrs. Franklin, Victoria, enters Gail's bedroom and she begins to engage in conversation with her daughter, right away I knew we were dealing with an overbearing, toxic, narcissistic, controlling, evil, vixen-like type of woman. And I felt sorry for the daughter, and I had a feeling that she was going to end up portraying a lot of the toxicity that her mother was showing her. I I had a feeling that she was going to end up being just as nasty. Obviously, things go the mom's way around this town, okay? Um, and it was it was a little intense. Like, you know that she's put her hands on her daughter before. She threatens her. Um, okay, so basically what's happening in this meeting um, between the mother and the daughter is that the daughter wants to bring her boyfriend to the inauguration. And the mother does not approve because the boyfriend is not an elite enough candidate to be dating her daughter. Obviously, that's what she thinks about it. Um, She calls him a drug dealer. She calls him hood and all these other things. So she doesn't think that he's good enough for her daughter. And the daughter is like, well, if he's not good enough to come, I'm not showing up either. And the mother is like, I have worked way too hard for this moment for you to embarrass me. That really showed me the type of character the mom has. It's all about her. Classic narcissistic woman. Um, she's not worried about the daughter or the husband. She's just like, you're not going to make me look bad. And then she threatens to put her head through a wall. And obviously she's done it before um, because she she reedifies with the daughter. Like, you know, I'll do it because I've done it. You know, it's like that tone, like I've done it before type of thing. So I was like, boy, um, we are in for a lot of family drama. Um Moving right along, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself with that story, but we are also introduced to the staff at the White House, and one of the first people that we meet is the chief of staff, Donald. Now, Donald seems to be 
Um, somewhat pompous, somewhat arrogant. He's very comfortable in his position. Um, he knows that he's running things, and he knows that I feel like he feels like the head man in charge. Like, he's too important to know everybody's name. He's too important to know everything that's going on, you know. But he is very, very close, obviously, with the first lady. He's the chief of staff. Um, and he's, he's just his arrogance is kind of like, you're going to do what I say, I don't care who you are. I don't care uh, what your position is. I am the chief of staff, and you will respect me. Um, And even with his wife, Lily, who we meet through a phone conversation, she is a designer, and she's on her way to... We don't know where she's coming from exactly. All we know is that her flight is delayed and that the first lady is wearing her dress. And Donald does not want to let the first lady down. He feels like he's worked really, really hard at this position um, to get his wife in this position to, you know, have her designs on the first lady. He doesn't want it to be a bad look. And he's really kind of short-tempered with his wife. Um, I kind of felt bad for Lily because it wasn't Lily's fault. Lily um, is on a flight. It's delayed. Of course, she wants to see the first lady at the inauguration of her dress, but there's nothing she can do about it. But nonetheless, Donald doesn't care. You know, I'm, I'm almost afraid of how many times like, I'm, I'm going to have to use the word narcissist and narcissistic throughout describing this um, this this group of people because they're very pompous and, and self-centered. You can tell it. And I can only imagine... Um, how self-centered you may have to be to even reach those levels of power. So, you know, her character was dealing with that pompous husband who feels like you just need to have it right. I don't care what's going wrong. I'm not going to have empathy in, in this moment. Just make it right. Like, he's even hung up on her a couple of times, you know, on the phone. He just, just isn't really trying to entertain whatever her story is or whatever her excuse is about her Um, missing this flight and missing the inauguration. He just doesn't want it to look bad on him. Now, trailing right behind Lily is what we're introduced to as a fine brown chocolate man named Bobby. Bobby is a good-looking man. And when they first flashed Bobby on the screen, I was a little skeptical. Like, is this lying to her husband? Is she really out of town, like, having a little creep meeting? The way he was looking at her already let on that either something had happened between them two or he was going to definitely step in and make sure that something happened. Now, Lily, I don't know what possesses this woman to allow this man to seduce her so much so that they end up in a bathroom in the airport and she decides to have random sex with this man in an airport bathroom that she's never met before he's talked a couple he didn't even really spit that good of game so I'm just wondering like how weak of a woman is she really to cheat on her husband or how bad does that husband actually treat her in real life you know something's going on in that marriage and that we're gonna get to find out later on in the season I'm sure um but something isn't right for Lily to break that quickly something's missing at home. Now, mind you, Bobby is a good-looking man, but we don't know Bobby. We don't know how crazy Bobby is. We don't know what's going on with Bobby. We get to find out that this man is actually very, 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 very crazy, and we'll get back to that a little bit later. Mind you, Lily misses the inauguration, of course, due to bad weather, Um, but everything goes on as planned, of course, and the First Lady looks beautiful in her gown. Now, 
the next uh, staff member that I like to talk about is the head butler, Richard. Richard seems to be um, a very classy, um, very professional butler. He's been working at the White House for three terms. Um, he attended to the Obamas, which um, I like the way the show highlighted and spoke very highly of the Obamas. Also, there is um, a head chef named Priscilla. I love Priscilla's character because off the back, she was very... She was very intuitive about this type of first family. She was the one who spoke highly of the Obamas. She was the one who was saying how classy they were. And off the bat, when she met the Franklins, she knew that something was wrong. And let me tell you, women's intuition is is a strong thing. So the fact that this professional woman has been in this field and she feels that something is off, I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised that... Uh, it was kind of like brushed off, like, oh, it'll be okay, it'll be fine, you know, and nobody else really picked up on it because these people are really, really nuts. But it turns out that um, <laughs> Priscilla knew what she was talking about because the drama had kicked in before these people could even get their bags unpacked, baby. The first lady and the, and the president are upstairs beating each other up. The daughter is somewhere going missing because she wants to be defiant against the mom. We don't know what the brother's story is yet, but obviously he has a little something going on with him, too, because the dad has him followed by private personal security everywhere he goes. So we get to find out some tea about that brother, I'm sure, in a future episode. But for now, this first family is looking like it's a mess. Mind you, our butler, Richard, has a family of his home, his own at home. He has a wife, Nancy, and they also have a son named Barry. Now, Barry has a daughter by a crazy girl named Ruth. Ruth shows up, baby, talking about Rockadushi. We don't know what Rockadushi or who Rockadushi is, but what we do know is it's a weird cult. And Barry, the father of their child together, he's not feeling this woman at all. Apparently, she's been in a crack house before. She's abandoned the child in a crack house, and now she's following some weird cult. And he is adamant on his daughter not being around her because he does not feel like she is good for her safety or good for her mental health. Um, and so we know that, you know, there's going to be some sort of weird tension. Now, I'm not going to front. I don't have anything against anybody's spiritual preferences. I feel like whatever helps you find God and find your Zen and find your peace, you know, better off for you. But baby, when Ruth pulled up, it was just something a little bit too weird about Ruth. And I also felt like no shade, but sis, you cannot be trusted. I, she walked off singing, bring the, bring the children to him. I was just like, this, this, she's, this is a little bit disturbed. I don't think I would trust her with my daughter either. So I think I understand where Barry was coming from. Now, we also get to meet Richard's wife, Nancy, who is Barry's mom. Um, Nancy is a sweet woman. She's a mom. You know, um, she cares for her son, Barry. But she also has empathy as a mother for the mother of their daughter, Ruth. She has empathy. She feels like she should be able to see her daughter. You know, the little girl misses her mom. The mom misses her daughter. And she's being naive. Now, I would love to see what you guys think about this at home. If you're listening, if you're tuning in, if you're on YouTube, go in the comments and let me know. 
Um, okay, we know we know that, uh, or we feel like Ruth is a little crazy. But was it totally wrong? Say Ruth wasn't as crazy as she was. Was Nancy completely wrong for letting Barry, um, for letting Ruth see their daughter, even though Barry said not to at all? Now, imagine if she wasn't as crazy. Do you think it's okay for the grandmother to step in and say, you know, I want you to have a relationship with your daughter. You know, I know my son doesn't like this, but as a mother, I understand the importance of this. Or if the father or the parent that's in custody says it's a no, do you just listen and do you just mind your business? Now, me personally, I think that you mind your business. I think that um, from the sounds of it, enough has happened between Barry and Ruth for Barry to know that this woman is toxic and that she is not a uh, a good uh, mom. <laughs> you know, anytime your child is abandoned in a crack house... Um, you know, he's not really the person you want to leave your daughter with again. So I completely understood where Barry was coming from. And the minute that Nancy, that, um, Nancy went ahead and invited Ruth over to see her, I just knew something crazy was going to kick off. Now, Barry also has a girlfriend, Sharon, and Nancy threw a little shade at Sharon, like, you know, they in the house, they shacking up at the mom's house. You know, it's always going to be a little shade between that mom and that girlfriend a little bit. It seems like, especially when there's a baby mom um, in the picture. And it seems like Nancy has a soft spot in her heart for Ruth. But lo and behold, a little bit of drama, a whole lot of drama actually kicks off a little bit later. And Sharon is the one who comes to the rescue. So I'll come back to that in a second. Um... But back to this, I want to go back to the first lady. We are we are at the inauguration and the first lady is walking down the aisle. And the first lady is walking down with her husband and we see this woman in red. Now, when I saw this woman in red, I immediately knew. I don't know if it was the character. I don't know if she had on a red dress, but this mother, the Miss Franklin, Victoria, she looks and she, I feel like she immediately knew who she was or knew that she didn't belong there. And she looked at the husband, the president. At that moment, I thought that maybe this is what the fight is about. Like he had been cheating on her with this woman. And then not only had did he have the nerve to be cheating with her, she was actually invited to the inauguration. So I assumed that that's what the fight was about. But who knows? All I know is that that woman in red, I knew that she didn't belong there. Come to find out, she's the president's mistress, and he's proud. They get on the podium, they have their first dance, they're on the platform, and little does everyone know, they're up there telling each other how much they hate each other, which is crazy, which is crazy to me. I'm like, this is really, like, they're in it just to become powerful. Like, they're in this just to... I don't know, gain the position because it seems like I wouldn't trust sleeping with two eyes open around either one of them. If I was him, if I was her, this thing is so toxic. It's just, it's very, very scary. But just to know that this man feels bold enough to say that his mistress and the president referring to himself as a president gets a plus one. I'm just like, wow, we're dealing with some audacity in this show. So I already know the drama is going to get crazy, 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 crazy. Now, that pretty much sums up to me the introduction of 
um, the introduction of the staff and who we've met so far. Now, I want to go back to um, this toxic family. Now, one thing that I do know about Miss Victoria is that no matter how evil they say she is, no matter how um, narcissistic she comes off and controlling and very, very vixen, like very, she's very uh, just evil. She has that evil stepmom kind of feel to her. She's a sharp lady. She knows her shit. We have to pay attention to the fact that she's a Harvard graduate, that she um, claims to be the reason that her husband is even the president. So she kind of is like the evil genius. It's like Pinky and the brain, and she's the brain. (laughs) You know, she's the operation behind it all. So even though she is nasty and snarky, she's sharp, and she's on point. And we witnessed that when Gail tries to accuse um Richard's son of rape which is so which was so crazy like let me tell you Tyler Perry knows how to make you hate somebody <laughs> because off the rip already Gail is really on my sugar honey and iced tea list if you know what I'm talking about this first of all Miss Thing takes her mom's threats so lightly she's like yeah sure you're gonna put my head through a wall yeah sure whatever okay you're gonna keep me from the public you're gonna threaten me i'm like what is she even threatening her like the public will never see her again is she talking about shipping her off is she talking about having her off i'm like what is this lady talking about um but she is a you know she she comes in she's She's nasty to everyone. She's so disrespectful to everyone. And off the rip, I just don't like people to act like that in real life. So, you know, just watching it on the show just pushed a button to me because she was so rude to the people who were there to help her, to the staff and the people who are going to be accommodating to her. So that just shows she has a complete lack of empathy. But at the same time, it's almost like we can't blame her because she's only like lashing out due to the fact that she's dealt with this narcissistic abuse growing up. Obviously, she's been, you know, witness to her parents fighting, her mom beating on her dad, her dad beating on her mom. We don't know what type of abuse she's endured, but um, it's all it's already obvious that verbal abuse is definitely a part of this uh, scenario. So we're dealing with a child that's been verbally abused and. People that sort of have these toxic childhoods, they grow up and the only way they know how to assert themselves or feel powerful themselves is to regurgitate that same hate and that same energy onto the people around them because that's that's all they know how to do to become, you know, to feel powerful, to feel empowered. And that's what she does. She treats the people around her like trash. She demands that Barry takes her to her room even though Barry doesn't even work at the White House honey he's just there helping his dad out who needed help for the day and then she gets him into her room and tries to seduce him into sex to which he's like no I don't want any parts and he actually had to push this girl down to the point she knocked her head and I'm like oh shit here we go here we go here it goes sis wants to wake up and cry rape now meanwhile Victoria um is in her quarters with her husband and she's calling the mistress with all types of death threats like sis I will make you disappear and to tell you the truth I believe her she seems like one of those type of people that has made several people disappear and and she seems like she knows exactly how to get done what she needs to get done come hella high water 
Um, Gail also knows her daughter the best because who knows you better than your mom? Um, and when she hears of what's going on, she asks to, you know, go into the quarters and speak to her mom. I mean, speak to her daughter. But what caught my eye or what really caught my ear was that when they were talking about the rape kid and the rape kid having to be performed, um, the husband, the president says, you know, I'll go in. And I'll talk to her. And she turns her head like, do you really want to talk to her about a red kit? That raised a question in my mind. Like, did he do some foul stuff to his daughter before? Like, he has he raped her before? I would hope not. But just the fact that she said that, it just raised my antenna a little bit. So I'm going to be looking out for some drama between what's happened between the, the mother, I mean, the daughter and the father, the president, because I think some sketchy stuff has happened there. But anyway... She gets into the room. She knows that her daughter is a liar, and she forces the truth out of her. That's when I realize how sharp this woman is. Like, yeah, she's evil and all, but let's not sleep on that Harvard degree. Let's not sleep on the fact that she's the brains behind getting her husband elected. Let's not sleep on the fact that this woman probably knows how to off people, and she knows how to get the truth out of it. So it's like, even underneath her evil little ways, she still has... um She's still calculating and she's still on point. And we don't know how that's going to play into the story. Like, is she going to somehow be like this evil lady that actually has a cool plot up this up her sleeve to actually get to where she's going? Or is she just evil and she's trouble? All I know is that she saved Barry's behind because she got Gail to admit that she was lying about the whole thing. And she saved Barry's butt because who knows if he would have been the next person to disappear had he been accused of this. Um, it almost seems as if Donald was trying to set him up by getting his DNA so that he can guarantee that Barry be caught for a rape that he maybe didn't even commit. All we know is that Barry has to leave the White House immediately with Richard and he cannot speak of this at all or he will be prosecuted for what I don't know. But these are presidential people, honey. Maybe they have, you know, a way to plant some stuff on you and make it happen without it actually happening. All I know is I don't want to find out. And I feel really bad because now we have poor Barry who this whole time he's, you know, he's he's being there for his dad. He's trying to be a good boyfriend, a good son, you know, a good father. He's there at the White House helping his dad. He gets accused of rape. Meanwhile, his mother goes against his word and allows Ruth of the Rakadushi tribe or cult to come see her child. Now, mind you, she told her one hour. She gave her two hours. At the end of the two hours, Ruth was not ready to go, baby. Ruth was like, I'm not leaving here without my daughter. And she brought the Rakadushi with her, honey. And here they are inside of this woman's house kidnapping Barry's daughter and he doesn't know what's happening so he already is coming home he's already disturbed because this woman has accused him of rape around these people that he's known all of his life he's never caused any trouble and now he has to deal with the fact that his mother went against his word did not listen to his instructions let Ruth come see the daughter and then she kidnaps her and they don't know where the daughter is is. I feel so sorry for Barry, but we'll have to wait until next week to find out what happens next. Are they going to find a girl? Is Ruth going to, I don't know, Ruth is out of her mind. So I really want to see what's up with that cult.
thing and what's going to go on there. And I really feel bad for Sharon, too, because Barry kind of snapped on Sharon, who was his girlfriend. He was like, you know, you couldn't stand to see me with the daughter and then you let somebody take take her from me. And it's like, whoa, Barry, slow down. Like, it's not Sharon's fault. It's your mom's fault. Your mom did not listen to you. So we have to wait and see what's going to happen there. You know, um, going back to Donald. Now, Donald, with his pompous self, um, you know, he was ready for anything to go down with Barry. He was ready to make whatever that needed to happen happen to make sure that the president stayed looking good. Even to the point where, you know, he was going to do what he had to do with Barry. I don't know what he was going to do with that DNA, but it was very questionable. Um, but Donald is about to deal with a situation of his own. I didn't, and I want to, before I, before I go into his situation, I want to go back to like how he treated Richard. It's, it's crazy because he's coming, he's coming, um, he's coming off at Richard. Like, yeah, I know you've been here for this amount of time, whoop de boop de boop but you can thank me now. You can, it's like, almost like I don't respect you, respect me. So he's a bit of a narcissist himself too. And you can tell that he thinks, he thinks he's somebody very, very important, and he's not really interested in who else thinks they're important, but that's that. Moving on, um, Lily, Donald's wife. So while Donald is at the White House, Lily has now had sex with this crazy man at the airport. She's trying to get home to her man. She's missed the inauguration. The minute she has sex with this guy, he completely flips the script on her, completely turns cold. And that's when we know something crazy is going to happen because this isn't normal behavior. Like, it's just something really, really creepy. At the end of it all, she goes home and she thinks everything is safe, only to find out that Bobby, with his crazy self, has followed her home, let him let himself into her house, and is acting very, very obsessed. This scene really, really gave me Beyonce, Idris Alba, and all of that. That movie, Obsessed. I'm like, why is this man doing this? Like, what does he really want from her? And... He ends up getting himself shot because in walked the husband and baby Lily did not have a choice. Forget the threats about the cameras. Forget the airport and all of that. Right now, Lily had to do what she had to do. And she put a hole in Bobby, too, as a matter of fact. Now, what I'm afraid of, they're talking about um, they're talking about um, in the previews. We're talking about. I hear Donald say something about her being a good mother and being so compassionate. And he thinks that she would make a good mother. And she's saying we have to have sex for that to happen. And now she's had sex with this random man at the airport. And he mentioned something about, you know, releasing inside of her. I'm afraid that Lily might end up pregnant by this man, this dead man or this shot man. I don't know what's going to happen. But, honey, this story is not lacking any drama whatsoever. Um... I think we're going to be very, very entertained. If there's anything that I missed, because I know I'm holding down two episodes by myself, so I'm trying to talk. I'm talking a lot. I'm all over the place, but I'm trying to get through the story. But if there's anything that I've missed that you guys want to talk about, please make sure that you hit up um, us in the group chat. Hit me up um, under the comments on YouTube. Let us know what you noticed about these episodes, what you want to talk about, what you thought was crazy and insane. Um, all I know is that this soap opera is not going to let us down at all. I have a feeling that it's going to be good all the way through. There are going to be a lot of twists and turns that we're not ready for. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. With that being said, I want to move right on to our news and gossip segment before we get out of here. After Buzz TV News. All right. So 
as we all know, the mogul, the great Tyler Perry, has just officially opened his 800-acre uh, 800 acre stage, soundstage, where he's bigger than Disney, bigger than Sony. It's epic. This is huge for him. And this is one of the first shows that's been released since that uh, grand opening of the Tyler Perry Studios. And the lead from this show, Ed, hold on. Let me get up here. Ed Quinn said that he was welcomed onto the Tyler Perry Studios, uh, you know, area, and he was given a home to stay in that's on this field or whatever, and he really strongly feels like his house is haunted. So I feel like Tyler Perry has him in a house that's completely haunted, and he said he had heard, like, rumors about there being paranormal paranormal activity in this house, but he hadn't taken it seriously until he decided to turn the lights off and try to go to sleep in this house for himself, and he said it got so creepy that he had to cut the lights back on. So, if I had any um, any, uh, Advice for you, Ed Quinn, it would be to buy yourself some sage, get yourself some Florida water, and get to washing those walls down, baby, and bust it out because you are staying on the Confederate Army field. And I don't know, but you're playing a part where you're being kind of uh, crazy to a sister, so the ancestors might be on you, bro. So all I want to say is <laughs> pray up, even though I don't think Tyler Perry wants his lead star in any sort of danger. So. I think you'll be okay, but hey, can't take the spirits for granted. Moving right along, I have a special segment that I created just for the day called Oh No She Didn't because the drama of the females on this show um, just didn't let me down. In good old Tyler Perry fashion, there's always going to be a good old crazy toxic woman showing her tail in a toxic in a in a Tyler Perry uh situation. So without further ado, there are three moments I like to nominate for the oh no she didn't. And then I'm gonna tell you who I chose. Firstly, oh no she didn't. The first lady when she leaned back and hawk spit in the president's face. I didn't know what he had done to deserve that. I didn't know where it was coming from. Maybe he did or maybe he didn't deserve it. But all I can say is when she leaned back and spit, baby, and she didn't just do a spit. She leaned back. She put her back arch into it, okay? I said, oh, no, she didn't. And there you have it. A fight ensued, and uh, baby held her own. It was crazy. Next, for the oh, no, no, she didn't moment was when the wife, what is uh, the, the, the butler's wife's name? Let me get to it. Nancy. When Barry told Nancy to not let Ruth around her daughter and Nancy called Ruth anyway and was like, you can come see him, even though she knew Barry said the answer was no. And he had good reason for the answer to be no. She called her and let this crazy woman in the house with her daughter. I said, oh, no, she didn't crazy and then my third oh no she didn't moment was certainly when miss thing miss stanky thing with her stanky dank attitude gail who is toxic by dna decides that she wants to force barry into her room and then force herself on barry and then accuse him of rape i think that is one of the most disgusting things you could ever do to a man especially if he is not guilty of it if he's guilty of course you know without 
without a shadow of a doubt, yeah, go off. But for you to accuse a man that you were trying to seduce of rape is just completely disgusting. And I couldn't say nothing but, oh, no, this trick didn't. And for that, I think that she deserves to win the award for, oh, no, she didn't. She did the most. And I think it was just crazy and out of control. Now, I'm going to move along from there. I don't know. Um, I don't know what's about to happen with this, but I do have a couple of predictions that I'm going to go the ahead. After Buzz TV predictions. Now, Donald is talking to Lily in the in the preview for next week. Like I already mentioned, he's mentioning how good of a mother Lily would be. Lily looks back at Donald with disdain and she's like, we have to have sex for that to happen, right? So in my mind, I'm, I told you guys I was already thinking, did Bobby get Lily pregnant on the low before she shot him? Did he get her pregnant in that off in that um, bathroom? But even more than that, there was a staff member, I guess he was a CIA security agent or something like that, that kept trying to help Donald, like assist him to his car and do this and that. And Donald kept shunning this man, like, look, I'll do it on my own. I don't want you around. We, I noticed a little inappropriate um a little inappropriate gesture um between those two donald and that step and that security member cia agent i don't know what he's supposed to be and it made me think is donald on the dl is that why he's not having sex with his wife so i don't know but it just seems a little little fishy um and that is going to be my prediction for next week. So I want you guys to hit me up in the chat, in the comment section. Let me know what your predictions are. Let me know what you think of this series. Let me know if you think it's going to be good, if it's too dramatic, if it's not dramatic enough, if you're ready for everything it's bringing. If you liked it, let me know everything that you're feeling about it. And next week, I will be joined with my girl, Tyra, so I won't have to do all this chit-chatting myself, and we can get into some good dialogue about this. So I'm looking forward to you guys' questions and comments. Hit us up, and until next time, I am your girl Carmen. You can find me on Instagram at King underscore Karma underscore, and I will see you guys next week. First, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.